We live in an era where there's a lot of confusion about what words mean. And within Christian circles, one of the words that often gets confused in a lot of ways is the word church. And, uh, you know, some people it's just genuine confusion. For other people, it's because they really don't want to do what the Bible has said or behave in the right way towards the church. So I thought it'd be helpful to go over some of the wrong definitions of what the church is. For some people, it's just a building like the one we're walking beside right now. For some people, it's uh, just a social club. For other people, they think it's a group of hypocrites. I don't need to go to church. It's full of hypocrites, right? For some people, it's like an optional self-help uh, group for weak Christians, right? For some people, it's any any person can be the church. They don't have to get together with other people. They can just walk around the world and say they love Jesus and they are the church. And then finally, there's some people who think that the church is an online community of believers, or it can be, that they can participate just fine by looking at a screen and talking through a microphone. Let's talk about what the church actually is. Let's talk about the word that the Bible uses for church. In the New Testament, it's the Greek word ekklesia, and it takes two different words, puts them together, ek and kaleo. Ek means out of, and kaleo means call. So to be part of the church is to be called out, to be called out of the world, to be together. And this word ecclesia was used not just for Christian gatherings, but for any gatherings. Anyone who came out of the world to be with other people, that was an assembly, a, a gathering. And then in the Christian setting, that is a church. So a lot of people say, well, well, Jesus doesn't talk about the church. The Bible doesn't talk about the church. It absolutely does. Paul in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, calls the church God's household and the pillar and foundation of the truth. Does that sound like a big deal to you? It absolutely does to me. Well, Jesus, what does Jesus say about the church? Jesus founds and blesses the church when Peter, under the influence and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And in response, Jesus says, Holy Spirit showed this to you, and you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And then when Jesus died and was resurrected, and before he ascended into heaven on that mountain, he talked to his disciples, and he commissioned them to go out and baptize people into the church. That's what the Great Commission is. Go out and build my church, Jesus said. So admittedly, admittedly, churches are not perfect. There are many imperfect churches in the world. Most of them screw it up. And that's absolutely true because it's hard to be the church. But listen, if we opt out of everything that isn't perfect, we're not going to be a part of anything. We're not going to do anything. Abandoning the church because it's not perfect is like a man abandoning his wife because she's not a perfect woman. We all know that's not fair in marriage. Why do we think that's fair with the church? Okay. Now, being a part of the church is hard. You have to deal with icky, smelly, fallen people. But anything in life worth doing is hard. Being a parent is hard. Getting in shape is hard. Getting a job and holding it down for decades is hard. All these things are hard. Why should faith be any different? Why should the church be any different? It's hard. So what? Christ calls us to do it. The evil one is always working against the church. When you look at all these different ways of corrupting the church, who's, who is served by that? The evil one is served by that. He is very pleased whenever people look at the church like it's optional or like it's corrupted and fallen and irreparable. Satan is served by that. So we don't want to be on the side of Satan. We want to be on the side of God. And that means that we need to have a correct understanding of what the church is 
and how we're called to be a part of it. So the church isn't a building. Buildings are nice, but they're not the church. Church communities can own a building, but the building is not the church. The church is not a social club. There's a lot of social clubs. There's bowling leagues. There's Lions Club. There's ballet clubs. There's all kinds of clubs. This is the church. The church is the pillar and foundation of the truth. It is not just a social club. The church has hypocrites, but by nature, it is not a group of hypocrites, okay? Jesus hated hypocrites. He preached about them all the time. What, getting mad at a church because it has hypocrites is like getting mad at a hospital because it has sick people. It makes no sense. Christ cures us of our hypocrisy. He calls us out of it. That's what a true church is. The church, uh, it's not an option for weak people. It's not an optional thing, and it's not for weak people. It's for anyone who claims the name of Christ. The only one who was ever strong enough to live a holy life was Jesus himself. I'm not Jesus, neither are you. You need a group of people to pray for you, to love you, to encourage you, to admonish you and correct you. All of us need that. This is not a self-help group, a feel-good group. It is a military deployment center for God's soldiers here on earth, okay? That's just, that's just, that's just how it is. Um, the church is composed of individual believers, but no individual who's just walking around the world is the church, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts are one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Okay, it's only when we're in right connection with the local body of the church that we become members of the church and then serve as the church as we go out into the world. But there's no such thing as a lone wolf Christian, okay? There's just Christians who are in rightful submission and connection to the body, the church. Now finally, we live in an age where people are trying to legitimate online communities. And I already said, it can't be mediated through pixels and screens and zeros and ones. That's not how faith works. It's an embodied faith. And that means it involves looking each other in the eyes, shaking hands, hugging, washing feet. All of these things are embodied. Our sacrament is eating food together. Baptism, another visible sign of a spiritual state. You can't get around this. And it means being vulnerable to one another. That's what the church has always been. That's what it's always going to be. Don't buy the lie that the church is an online community. So here, here's, here's the deal. Christ built his church for us. The church is still real and alive just as the Holy Spirit is in God's word. And the call is for you and me to find local churches that are being faithful, adhering to biblical standards, submitting to God's holy word, and being vulnerable to one another, faithfully walking alongside one another day by day. That's always been the call, always will be. Go do it.